Hello folks, welcome to Cinema City, aka Sin City. I'm your host, Stefan Eccles, and today, today I'm excited to be back, finally start this podcast up again, this show. Uh, we're going to be talking about one of the the most recent films that came out in theaters, the biggest one that's come out in theaters, and that's Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Now, I've been looking forward to this movie for years. I mean, uh, the last Chris Nolan movie that came out was Dunkirk. And uh, which I enjoyed, you know, I'm not that big of a uh, a war movie fan, but it's Chris Nolan, I enjoyed it. But this one, it, it's kind of going back to something that that I've been ready for uh, for Chris Nolan, and that is a psychological mystery thriller. Uh, you know, he he's the master at this. Now, uh, Chris Nolan, he's directed films as the Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, which was huge back in 2010, Interstellar, which is a movie that I think is severely underrated, but a beautiful movie, Dunkirk, and then The Prestige, and many more. This is actually his 11th film, okay? And uh, this film has been, you know, a huge secret among Hollywood, I mean, among anyone. Uh, Christopher Nolan made sure to keep a tight lip on production, and all anyone really knew was that it was a you know a spy thriller that had to do with time, which is putting it mildly. So, Tenet, uh, you know, it stars John David Washington, which is actually the son of Denzel Washington. Uh, he stars as the protagonist. That's literally what he's known as is the, in the movie as the protagonist. Then you have Robert Pattinson as Neil who does a phenomenal job, and Elizabeth Debicki as Kat, and Kenneth Branagh as Andre Sater, the antagonist of the movie. Uh, the genre is, is labeled as a sci-fi mystery action thriller, which is pretty close. It's PG-13. It's basically Chris Nolan's Bond movie. You know, if he was to make a Bond movie, this is what it is. Now, the synopsis, the synopsis summary of the movie from Rotten Tomatoes reads, A secret agent embarks on a dangerous, time-bending mission to prevent the start of World War III. Now, that literally could be the synopsis of any spy movie. So it definitely doesn't give a lot away. And this is actually going to be a spoiler-free review and discussion here. Um, There may be a few things I'll I'll warn you about, but it's mainly just trying to get your head to wrap around what the movie's trying to do. But I'm not going to go into any super details, ending, or anything like that. Um, It's just going to be kind of a quick overview. Now, Now, the concept. Let's go about the concept of the movie. Now, in the trailers, if you've watched any trailer, you know, again, spy movie, but they mention this thing called Inversion. Okay, now inversion uh, again, uh, kind of a mild spoiler, but I want you to get the concept before you go into this movie. Now inversion is the ability to change an object's entropy, so the its flow in time. So we see time is linear. We're moving forward through time. Now this technology in the future. allows an object to reverse its flow and go against us backwards through time. Now, it's important to remember that this is time travel, but it's not like an instantaneous time travel. Okay, We think a time travel is back to the future. We travel back to 1955, and then we're going forward through time. No, no, no. This is reversing your flow of time. So that's why everything looks backwards, but you're going backwards through time but it's in real time it's not instantaneous um so that's kind of uh the spoilers i want to give and i just want people to know what it's trying to do before you go into the movie theater so 
Um, my thoughts. So I've actually seen this movie. Let's go with the first viewing. So literally when this movie ended, I laughed out loud with a big smile on my face and said, what the hell did I just watch? My mind was completely blown. Now, I'm completely honest about it. I had no idea what happened. I didn't understand the movie. Now, some people may look at this as a negative. I loved it because I know I have faith in Christopher Nolan that his movie is going to make sense. I just had to rewatch it. So I left the movie blown away. Like I'd never seen a $200 million original movie with a concept this bonkers and this mainstream of, you know, of a production. To do something like this takes guts. And Christopher Nolan is the guy to do it. This is why they give him $200 million to make an original movie. Now, to appreciate, some, uh, to appreciate something like this, nowadays they only give this kind of budget to Marvel movies or big future franchise movies. They don't give this kind of money for a one-off movie for an original concept to a director anymore. They just don't do it. It's too much of a risk. So to see something like this that's really going to challenge audiences, it's really going to challenge you, okay? Again, you have to go into this movie knowing you will most likely not understand it the first time. Now, I can understand why some people might go or they see this movie. This is general audiences. They're going to see this movie and be so confused by the end of it that I don't know if they're going to have any interest to repeat viewing and try to understand it. Uh, they're going to be so frustrated and so lost that it might just go right over their head and they think it's just a dumb, you know, convoluted movie. This movie is made for film lovers for sure. Like if you love movies, you like rewatching them. Especially something like this that's like a puzzle that each time you watch it, you find something new and something else makes sense. This is the movie for you. This is why I love it. Um, but I left very much interested in seeing it again. You know, the thing about it is for days, it's all I could think about was this movie. Genuinely, it's all I could think about was... How does this fit into here? Was he this? What? What? And it just stuck with me. That's why I knew I really liked it. Um, I didn't like it for most reasons when you go to a movie. Like, that was a blast of a good time. It was hilarious. No, this movie I loved because it made me so confused. It just intrigued me. I, I couldn't believe what was happening and uh, I got to say, so the first half of the movie, um, it, uh, it deals with the inversion concept here and there, but not very much, not as much as you would think. And for the first half, I was literally thinking, because I've read a lot of reviews, and they said it's just so crazy. And I was like, this isn't that crazy. I mean, I get it. It's, ooh, it's got this inversion concept. It's kind of wacky, but, you know, I could follow along. There is literally a point in the middle of the movie. That it goes from zero to a hundred real quick with this inversion concept. Like, literally. You go from, I got this, to what? And you'll know it. You'll know it in the movie. And uh, from that point on, to the very finale, to the credits roll, it, it's, it's insane. It's insane what it does. And this movie, it asks, 
It trusts the audience to be smart enough to follow it, which can be a negative because you won't. It's such a wild concept the first time you see it. It's really hard to understand how any of this works. Um, but again, you have to have that interest enough to want to see it again. And the concept is, is so mind-bending. You're going to have to want that. A general audience member may not, which is why I see, you know, it's got a sev- in the 70s percentile on Rotten Tomatoes on audience and critic scores. I, I can definitely see why some people aren't going to like this movie. It's, you know, I, like I said when I left, it, the concept of Inception, when people first saw that movie and they thought it was crazy, it was wild, which it is. It's a crazy concept, dreams within dreams, and it can be kind of hard to follow, but this movie makes Inception kind of feel like child's play because inception you still understand like yeah time slows down that's crazy but this it's so like even with inception i knew it was wild but i followed along i understood everything you know this movie is is crazy and it's really really good um now that's my first viewing my second viewing when i saw it again actually second i've seen it four times now i know i know but uh, really the second viewing, I went to see it because I was so intrigued. And I got to say, 100%, this movie is much easier to understand the second time you see it. 100% without a doubt. I think if, if most people were to see this again, they would feel much more comfortable with everything that goes on. Granted, there were still some things that I didn't fully understand until other viewings, but legitimately got the concept and the timeline of events, which is the big, big thing about this movie. It's not so much the inversion that makes it so crazy. It's when things happen, events in this movie, understanding the exact time frame of these things. And, uh, and so that way when the inversion does come around, you can follow where we're actually at in the timeline events. And you go, okay, that makes sense. But I... I, I loved it even more the second time. And, uh, you know, the third and fourth time I went to see it, uh, I really wanted to go, I wanted to see it with someone, you know, uh, with people and get their reactions. And uh, each time someone was either blown away or didn't, didn't like it. So that was interesting uh, to see it with them. But even the third and fourth time, I picked up on things like, ah, I didn't notice that the, 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 the first or second time around. That's crazy. And it actually makes sense. It's, it's really cool how it makes sense and comes together in the end. Um, now, what I've, what I've realized with these other viewings, uh, it's actually a pretty big deal, is that there are zero throwaway lines of dialogue in Tenet. Zero. Everything that is said between characters is vital, is important, will mean something later. And if you're... It's like I don't want you to overly pay attention to where you're stressing yourself out, but you really have to listen to what everyone is saying because it is important. For instance, there's one scene with Michael Caine. This scene lasts maybe three minutes, and it seems like one of these scenes you see in every spy movie. Uh, you know, our our, our uh, spy comes, he meets with someone, gets some info on the on, on you know on his mission, and then he goes from there. You know, you, you, you follow it because it's important. It gives details, but you don't think it's really everything they're saying is that vital. No, no, no. 
The scene with Michael Caine is one of the most important scenes in the movie, especially when it's understanding the timeline of events. And I'm not going to spoil anything. I just want you to understand what he's saying here will, will make it easier for you to understand where things are taking place later in the movie. Okay, but it's things like that. Is that you, you're not you're not paying attention the first time around. You know, you're watching it, you're taking it all in, but you don't realize the importance of the dialogue. Um, and same with a, a character named Priya. A lot of the dialogue between her and the protagonist is super vital to understand um, the greater context of the movie. So um, that's one of the things I picked up on, and and I definitely am not going to spoil anything, but I want people to. Um, you know, the things these people are saying will come back around. There's no throwaway line. Just try to remember all you can. And again, first viewing, you may not get it all. And that's fine. That's why it's one of those movies where you find little little treasures over and over. I mean, I just saw it again this weekend for the fourth time. And hearing some things like, oh, wow, that, okay, now I know what that means. Or I didn't, I didn't see that before or hear that before. And it's really, really cool. So... So my final review, let's start with some things that I disliked about the movie. Um, the things I didn't like, the biggest thing I didn't like was there's a lot of exposition scenes. Now, exposition is when a movie kind of explains things to the audience, okay, through dialogue. Now, you see this all the time in movies, especially Christopher Nolan movies, like, for instance, with Inception. You know, when they're walking around, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Ellen Page are walking, and he's like, hey, how, how do you know, how did we get here right now? Think about it. And she's like, oh my God, we're dreaming? He's like, yeah. So he's explaining how this works, okay? And to her, but it's also for the audience's benefit, okay? That's exposition. Now, with Inception, it does it very creatively like it does in that scene, you know, where the city bends in over itself or they're creating different uh, mazes or different scenes like that. Even the scene where uh, after the, they go into the first dream and the train hits their car, okay, and then they all meet up at that warehouse and he's like, hey, you know, they have security projections, you know, but we can't die because otherwise we'll end up in limbo and it's explaining the depths of the dreams, this guy has security, he was trained, but it's explaining it while moving the plot along. Our characters are at a point where they're in danger, okay, and the adversaries have forced them down another lane, and it needs to explain to each other what the plan is, but it's also for the audience's benefit. See, that's a creative plot device way that's interesting to us as we learn about the rules of this world. Now, Tenet unfortunately has a lot of scenes where it's two characters walking down a sidewalk explaining what they're about to do or you know definitely important plot details uh this happens especially a lot with the protagonist which is uh john david washington and priya which is the um the indian lady that he works with and gets a lot of information for uh, in terms of what the next steps are of this mission. Now, there's no problem with exposition, especially in a story like this, because it's very heavy on it, and it's very important. But when you just have scenes of people walking down a sidewalk over and over, or people just walking, 
and they're just saying important plot details, it gets to be where it's kind of repetitive. Okay, and it, it gets to be where it's a little – it can be easy to be uninterested. Like you're sitting there. They're saying a lot of things. Uh, it sounds sometimes like a lot of babble, a lot of you know important techno babble or you know super smart dialogue that it seems just like it's hard to get invested. And the problem with that is, as I mentioned before, the dialogue is so vital to plot details later. That you need those scenes to be super investing for the audience so that way they can retain the information so when events happen later, things fall into place. Because everything later really depends on everything that is said before. Um, Especially in a movie like this that has to do with time and where people are in time and how time is working and, you know, the importance of, of certain, you know, aspects of their mission. And this movie does this all the time. It does it with uh, the protagonist and Neil, played by Robert Pattinson. Uh, I think two or three times they ride a bus, and they're sitting there on the bus, and they're talking out details of their plan they're about to do. Now, you can do this once or twice, but it just happens over and over, and I think that's, that's a negative thing on the movie. Um, my second biggest complaint, okay... And I don't mean this in a rude way or in a bad way in terms of, uh, you know, the negatives that can be associated with this. But there's a lot of dialogue spoken, as I've mentioned, super important. But it's spoken, almost everyone in the movie has an accent, okay, whether it's an English accent or an Indian accent or a Russian accent. Every character other than the protagonist has an accent in the movie. Now, that's not a problem. You know, have as many accents as you want in a movie. The problem is when you have dialogue this particular and this vital to everything coming before it, it's kind of hard to understand unless you're from Europe or you're used to these accents in everyday situations, in your everyday life. Like if you're used to hearing, you know, an Indian accent fluent, you know, talk very fast in English, of course, but speak normally. Sometimes you might miss things here and there. I mean, it's even with Michael Caine, who I've seen in movies plenty of times. But the, the importance of his scene, there's some things you miss because of his Cockney accent. It's super thick, and it's kind of hard to, to, to comprehend everything. You know, same, especially with Priya. I think one of the biggest things is because there's a lot of scenes with her um, that explain a lot of things, what things are, and uh, it mean I there's like I said there's things that I heard after the third or fourth viewing that made sense to me only because I've seen it, but I'm really focusing on what she's saying. I'm like, oh okay, I hear that now, but I didn't hear it the first time. I mean, even the first time we meet her and she says that the the guy you're looking for is Andre Sater. Now Andre Sater is the main villain of the movie, but it's kind of like she says it so quickly it doesn't even sound like she's saying someone's name. First of all, Andre Sater, you know, and she's saying it with an Indian accent. It's hard to, to follow. Again, I have no problem with people with accents. I'm not saying this or, you know, this is an American movie, which it's not. It's nothing like that. Have accents, but you have to be sure that it's spoken clearly enough and have a good enough balance to where 
we can hear and understand what they are saying, especially in a movie like this. So that's that would be my second thing that, you know, I think could have been done a little bit better to be clearer when they're speaking. Um, other than that, I really liked everything about this movie. Uh, the visuals are very Christopher Nolan. These are his best action scenes by far. Um, you know, in terms of like the Dark Knight trilogy, combat, things like that, you can tell that, you know, when he films action, it's not something that is his strongest uh, uh, aspect as a director. But here, um, all the action scenes are beautiful, especially in the finale. It's so mesmerizing to see everything he's doing and how it's done I mean I couldn't imagine the editing in this movie whoever edited this movie which I should have looked it up but I didn't but whoever edited this movie must have had one of the biggest challenges of their career because being able to do what they did with things moving the way they are it was it was great it really is especially when you see it uh, more than once after a few times you really start to appreciate the technical aspect of what this movie has accomplished. And again, it, it may seem totally confusing and not worth your time, but if you love this kind of stuff and you love to rewatch movies, this movie is going to have so many things for you to appreciate. It really, really will. So um, my final rating, I'm going to give this movie... The way I'm going to rate movies, I haven't checked my other episodes that I did before this, but this is how I'm going to rate movies. It's going to be on, you know, your grade scale, A, B, C, D, but it's going to have minuses and plus. Now, I'm going to give Tenet a final grade of an A minus because this is the kind of movie that is something I'm going to eat up. I'm going to buy it on DVD. I'm going to own it. Um, the only reason it's not an A or an A plus is because I'll, I understand that uh, people may not like this. It's very, very high concept and hard to follow. But I think over time, people are going to appreciate this more than they are now. So there's my rating of Tenet. Should you go see it? Absolutely. Um, if you feel you're, you know, it's safe enough to go to the theaters, I know my movie experiences, every time I go, um, it's great. I mean, you wear your mask, you sit down in the theater, you take it off, you eat your popcorn. They're, they're spacing people out very well. I mean, if you can go and shop at a Walmart or you can go shop at a grocery store, you can sit in a movie theater that's very well spaced out between seats. If anything, it makes it more enjoyable. You have less people sitting right next to you. And, uh, you know, go enjoy it. See it in theaters. See it on the biggest screen you can. Um, and if you're someone who's not comfortable with that yet, I mean, it's, it's only showing in theaters. So I guess you'll have to wait. And obviously, that's a decision you don't have a problem with. But um, if you're like me, you love the movie experience. I was so excited when movie theaters opened up. The first one I actually went and saw was um, Unhinged. And then I saw Bill and Ted face the music, which I'll, I'll be doing a review of Bill and Ted coming up. But Tenet was the, was the first one that really felt like, wow, we're back, you know, and, and it was amazing. So go see Tenet. Let me know what you think about it in the comments. Have you seen it? What do you think of it? Um, what have you read about it? Are you excited to see it? And uh, let me know your thoughts about this episode. And uh, I look forward to talking to you next time.